0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the KSR Pre-Show, Thursday, November 10th. I'm Billy Rutledge, along with Shannon the Dude. You can give us a call on the Clark's Pump and Shop phone line. It's 502-571-1080 or text us at 502-414-1724. I am here in Lexington in the studio. Shannon the Dude is in Louisville. We are connected on teams, but I cannot see his beautiful face this morning. How are you, Shannon?
2: Yeah, having some camera issues here in my studio, but I can see you. I feel like the watcher from Netflix, for those of you who have seen that. And I'm only, I think, five episodes in, so I've still got two more to go. And I'm kind of intrigued by it. I like it so far, but then I feel like I'm you know, spending all this time watching this show, and I know it's going to be terrible when we get to the conclusion of it.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, you've been told that, you know, it kind of falls off at the end. And I'm sure that dampers your enthusiasm as you watch it. Here's my thing, Shannon, and I'm not going to give you any spoilers. I'm not going to ruin it for you. I just, I don't understand how they set up all those cameras and all those security systems, but they don't put one on the mailbox, right? I mean, all those letters coming into the mailbox, maybe you should put
2: one on the mailbox. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I would think, though, that maybe the cameras that are in the front would get... The mailbox, you know, I've got a ring on my house. It doesn't just get your porch. It gets the entire front yard all the way down to the the street. So you would think the same thing would be the same the, the same case for this. Situation. This, is a good, this is a good place to start. So you have a ring camera. That's correct, Shannon. Yeah. And so
0: does it pick up like a lot of just like cars passing by and no, every do, time somebody takes a dog on a walk or no, you how, adjust, do you like it?
2: You adjust the sensitivity to it. Okay. So like basically, it will show you a zone and you kind of customize what areas you want to have the alert sent to you for them. So, like, if I want to have it two feet in front of the camera or maybe 10 feet or 20 feet, it's part of when you set up the camera. So this guy is spending, like, what, $7,000 in the show? He's spending $7,000 for security cameras? I would think that if my $200 ring can do that, that these $7,000 cameras would have more capabilities than that. And, by the way, nobody official setting up those security cameras just the local guy that
0: happens to be doing his thing yeah. right just yeah. is just happens to be there when you start and, to move and in. his daughter <laughs> yes and his daughter <laughs> but uh you know it, it just here's the thing ding dong ditching is dead right i mean yeah. with all these ring cameras and i mean i guess it's for the it, it you know it's good it's for the betterment of the people you know yeah. we're going to be able to catch people stealing packages but there
2: is a a little bit of things lost when you have cameras on everybody's door. That's just the way it is, man. Everywhere you go now, you realize when you step out in public, you are being recorded, which I would think in theory would be great for lowering crime, but I don't know that that's really the case either. I think these people that commit crimes don't really care if they get caught.
0: Yeah, I'm just glad that we made it a felony now that stealing port- er, thing packages off of porches, Shannon, and yeah. things out of mailboxes. Oh. I mean, these people need to be punished, these yeah. heathens. Um, but anyway, a lot of places we can go to today. We got a big, busy weekend for Kentucky sports with basketball and football games, a big win for the soccer team last night. They'll advance to the championship game in the Sunbelt tournament and many other things I'd like to get to. But Shannon, I just got off the phone with Ryan Lemon. I thought I'd do an equipment check as Matt and Ryan get ready to set up at Eastern Kentucky today for the big Eastern Western game a little bit later.
2: Yeah. Everything good? Did he remember the equipment? I guess at this point it would probably be too late anyway, right? I think
0: that it's it's a it's a thing now. I think he is gonna think about it every remote, every place that he goes for the rest of his life. Hopefully after he didn't bring the equipment the uh this past week but they're ready to go they should have a good time apparently eku's been camping
2: out all night getting ready for this game shannon so excitement should be high yeah it's a big game i know a big rivalry and uh i'm glad that they're going to be out there for it and should be a lot of fun as you said but you know speaking of rivalries do we have a big rivalry between bellarmine and louisville the perfect transition i think you're right shannon did you see bellarmine city after they beat louisville last night 67 to 66 congrats to my alma mater the bellerman Knights. some people are saying i've got more alma maters than ryan lemon does hometowns but that's (laughs) not true i only have two i went to lindsey wilson one year i went to bellerman three years i would think that bellerman would be my true alma mater but yeah what a win for them man i mean they look great the entire game they were i think up mostly i think 10 points or so for most of the game and shot the lights out man 59% in the first half, and then kind of let Louisville creep back into it in the last three minutes of the game. But Mm -hmm. overall, great, great win for Scotty Davenport and the Bellarmine Knights.
0: Yes, led for the final 32 minutes, so most of the game. Really happy for Scotty Davenport. And, you know, that's a guy that when Louisville was going through all those issues, Shannon, and they were looking for new coaches, he never got that call. Maybe somebody that could have been looked to to bridge that gap that many louisville fans wanted and Mm -hmm. scotty never got that call and i he was pretty quiet this past week he wasn't boasting a lot he's a guy that likes to talk he has his own radio show but he stayed quiet and let his team's performance do the talking and now bellerman gets the big win over louisville to start the year and and shannon i don't know how much of the game you watched i watched most of it there was a guy on bellerman's team named tipton So it almost sounded like Jerry Tipton was the one that was taking it to the cards last night. So I kind of liked that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and then how about after the game was over, man, whoever's running the Bellerman Twitter account just throwing fire. I mean, uh, they photoshopped Jack Harlow in a Bellerman Knights basketball jersey instead. of... Oh, no, Photoshop.
0: That's actually a real picture. He wore the
2: Bellerman jersey. uh, I don't think that's true, but uh, Uh, it is. is. But okay, continue. Wait, wait, you're telling me that he actually put that on? Yes, I did. I can. When did he do that? I I mean,
0: I followed the man. I, I remember that picture being in the past and him posting that. Okay, he
2: went and did an event there and supported them and okay. put that jersey on. All right. So well, it I thought it was photoshopped. I didn't know that Jack Harlow ever actually wore a Bellarmine Knights jersey. But nonetheless, they tweeted that out. They also tweeted, our city. Which now, you know, Louisville can't even say they're the best basketball program in their own city, let alone their own state. And I got to tell you, I wish I had thrown down some money with Matt and Drew on that game because it was a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, and if I knew how to bet, I would. I'm not going to drive across the river to go bet in Indiana, but if I knew how to do these betting apps and everything, I thought that was supposed to be illegal. How do you do that? I mean... But is this like the, the dark web or what? How do you get to it? Well, you could be
0: real sneaky and go through an offshore account that's based out of Costa Rica, like I may or may not do sometimes. But yeah. I'm I'm killing I'm beating myself up too, Shane. I mean it was plus three seventy-five. Seems like it was one of those bets that I should have taken the all my rent money out for that month and then betted on that. So just but, so
2: I understand, like I said, I'm not really a big better. 375, does that mean if I picked Bellerman in the points? Last night, and I put down a hundred dollars. I hundred dollars. You win three seventy five. Correct. Okay. Wow, man. Yes. I really so wanted you, to bet that. I just didn't know how to
0: do it. I, well, you know, Vegas usually has it right, and, and in this instance, they did not.
2: Well, I, I don't mean, know when if they I didn't saw see that coming, knowing, or what? My God, did they not watch the other two games? Did they not know <laughs> that Louisville got beat by a Division two school called Lenore Ryan that I've never even heard of before? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, when they said nine and a half, I'm like, okay, Louisville might win. I do not think they're going to win by nine points.
0: And it's just a refreshing brand of basketball to watch. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Shannon, but it's not hero ball. Uh-huh. It's not this motion offense that we see so much. It, it just seems like these guys play for each other and it's a, a style of play that I don't see. I don't think we see as much anymore. It's, uh, I, I really am happy for these guys, but it's a disgrace that they are still not eligible for the NCAA tournament. Did they I mean,
2: still not get that passed? I know they they did not get that. that. No, ridiculous. they decided to take no action when that went up for vote. That so is. I, isn't that just the worst? No, it's stupid. First of all, let me go back to what you were saying about them not playing hero ball. If you watch Bellerman, they they do very little dribbling. There's a lot of guys that you know get the ball. They dribble around a move. little bit. Dribble, yeah. dribble, 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 dribble. Then they pass. Then hey, give me the ball back. Then dribble, 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 dribble. Then next thing you know, shot clock's down to three. They shoot the ball. That's the offense. If you watch Bellerman, there's a lot of ball movement. Very little dribbling going on. And like you said, it's. Selfless basketball that Bellerman plays, and I think that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why they won last night. But your other point about Bellerman still not being eligible for the NCAA tournament is absolutely ridiculous. If you can go from Division Two to Division I and bring Division II caliber players to Division I, win your conference tournament, you absolutely belong in the NCAA tournament. There should be this is the dumbest rule I've ever heard. Now, if it were vice versa, if you were a D one school stepping down to a D two I could understand that. You know, we got D one players going into a Division two, Division one players in theory are more talented, uh, better athletes. I would understand if it were D one going to D two, but the other way around, the way that it is with Bellarmine basketball, it is absolutely stupid that they can't play for the NCAA tournament. And not only that, they won their conference last year, so they should yeah. have made the NCAA right. tournament. Not
0: just the fact of if they should be eligible to make the tournament, they should have been there last year. Right. So. Probably the worst scenario for Louisville basketball to start the season against a team that was going to treat that team, that game like it's Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh But also, I think there were some positives for Louisville. I was looking at Kenny Payne coaching his hardest on the sideline, trying to motivate those guys. And I I couldn't help but, you know, root for the guy. Shane, I think it's going to
2: be tough rooting against Kenny Payne in these first few games. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing against Kenny Payne. I still like him from his time here at Kentucky. But, you know, Kenny Payne has a hard time recruiting or was having a hard time recruiting with the uh, allegations and the investigation and everything that was hovering over Louisville. But what about a guy like Scotty Scotty Davenport? How do you recruit when you know that your team can't make the NCAA tournament? I mean, Mm. how do you recruit there, you know? Yeah, that's that's that's, a good point. It's kind of the same situation that Kenny Payne was in because a lot of players wouldn't go there. With the possibility of not being able to play in the NCAA tournament, not knowing what the ruling was going to be, and then, well, Scotty Davenport over here has, uh, you know, no violations or anything like that. Yet he is he's recruiting with his hands behind his back too, because he these players know they can't make the NCAA tournament for the first couple of years if they come play for Bellarmine. So yeah, that's I'm, an I'm interesting comparison. Yeah, I'm that just is. impressed. With, um, uh, and
0: I, I think Scotty Davenport called it. You know, a win that those guys will never forget. Probably one of the biggest wins in Bellerman School history. Let's be honest; no it's doubt. their first win against a major Power Five program. Yep. As now members of Division One, so congrats to Bellerman. We loved seeing that last night. I mean, they, I mean, they almost gave it away, but they led for most of the game. They were leading by double digits for a while. What, so really happy for them.
2: What did you think about the strategy that the Bellerman player had there? With about it was about four, maybe five seconds on the clock, he gets the rebound. And instead of just holding on to the ball and allowing Louisville to foul him, he throws the ball over his head. It, the ball goes all the way down to the other end of the court where there's nobody there. But as the ball is traveling across the court, seconds are ticking off, and then it left Louisville with like .7 seconds to get a half-court shot to win the game. Yeah, genius. I thought yeah. it was genius. I mean, I was like, dicaprio in that movie
0: pointing at the tv screen yeah i mean it, it was a great play and it wasted maybe three four seconds yeah. and then louisville couldn't take the ball out underneath their basket they had to go the entire length of the court after that so i mean uh right. g- ingenious play in the moment and you know maybe that's something that a, a scotty davenport team is always willing to do
2: well you know all of our uh bellarmine grads are geniuses so i'm glad that you pointed that out <laughs> i'm glad that you used that word and uh, you know people like myself i can relate to that Yeah. What, what team will Shannon the dude root for next week? That's what
0: we'll figure out. No, no, wait a minute. Hold on. Now
2: I get Bellerman. You got to get me Bellerman. I played baseball at (laughs) Bellerman for three years. They are my alma mater. I think I get Bellerman. Just like Matt, he gets Kentucky. He gets Transy. I get Kentucky. I get Bellerman, Lindsey Wilson, Vandy. and I get Vandy. And, and Va- Vandy, yes. <laughs> Keep the list going. Yes. Yeah, I get three teams. Everybody else uh, gets two. Five
0: hundred two five seven one ten eighty. If you join us this morning, Uh quickly before we take our first break of the program, we were talking about the the spicy Twitter account from Bellerman last night, calling it our city and mm. tweeting about Jack Harlow. Yeah. Well, Twitter's been a disaster. I don't know if you realize if you saw this yesterday, but Elon Musk and Twitter rolled out the new verification system the other day. Yeah, what is happening? So you can pay $8 for a checkmark. But the checkmark, you know, the difference in it isn't shown until you actually click on the profile. People that are verified because they're news organizations or credible people, they still have their checkmark. And it says that they're verified for these reasons. And then other people have check marks now because they've bought Twitter blue and you can't tell that they are a Twitter blue check mark unless you <laughs> ch- click on their profile. So yesterday, Shannon, many were fooled when a fake LeBron James account tweeted with a verified check mark oh my God. and said, I'm officially requesting a trade from the Lakers. I want to thank the Laker nation. I'm moving on to my next chapter. Well, Shannon, the way this works out, the entire username isn't listed. So all you see is the beginning of the username yep. and the check mark. Yeah. And many people are being fooled, or fooled, not only a LeBron James tweet, Adam Scheffner breaking all that news. There were fake <laughs> tweets that came out that many people were fooled for. The spread of misinformation
2: and how fast it goes is really eye-opening. But yesterday was a disaster on the site. Look, I may be a genius, but my head is already spinning from you telling me what was going on there. And what, Okay, Elon Musk is a smart guy. Right? Why would you do something like that to where the check mark now means nothing? It it causes confusion. I'm told there was even a gray check mark for a few hours yesterday, which is supposed to mean something completely different. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what the gray check mark means. So and then, like, okay, I'm looking here. Like I pulled up Matt, Matt Jones. He's verified. Yes. I see a white check mark next to his name. What does that mean? Does that mean he's paying the eight dollars? Does that mean they haven't taken his check mark away yet? What does that mean? I'm not sure. I don't know even the color ranges of these check marks. Well, you're right
0: about the gray one. It yeah. came out for a brief period and then Elon Musk killed it. That might be the thing to do is you put gray che- mark check marks on the people that bought their check mark, right? Cause we got to be able to figure out who's the people that w- with real information and who's the Twitter account that it's not LeBron James tweeting stuff. I don't like
2: this. know why this is so hard. I mean, the original point of having the check mark is this person has been verified. To be the person that they say that they are. So, did Elon Musk not foresee that when you allow any Yahoo off the streets to pay $8 for a check mark, that maybe that person might not want to be who they really are? Maybe they might want to be <laughs> LeBron James and pretend they want to trade from the Lakers. Did he not foresee that that was going to happen? I don't I don't know if they thought about that. I think it was, you know, I mean, was just come a ploy on. to get more money, Shannon. Is it not all about money in the grand scheme of things? Well, the fact that I thought about it and Elon Musk didn't, I think further proves that I am a genius. Um also, <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know about on your Twitter but like you know, it, you get the little bell uh emblem at the bottom of the screen okay yeah okay notifications yeah your notifications thank you normally you get like a one or a two like so you can see i've got three notifications Mm -hmm. well now on mine at least they've taken that away to where there's no longer a number next to the notification bell it's just a little blue dot is yours like that on your phone it is not but i have not updated my twitter in a
0: while so maybe that's the new rollout that you have
2: well it's worse (laughs) everything about it is worse (laughs) Like, this guy just spent $44 billion to make Twitter worse. Mm, yeah. You remember I don't how know. always talk about it's somebody's job to fix something that's not broken? <laughs> You're right. You
0: talk about this a lot. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is Elon Musk with Twitter. 502 <laughs> 571 or text us at 502-414-1724. I got a little money in the Venmo account, so maybe we're
2: just going to have to get I got that check mark here soon. Shaded. I got
0: more. Yeah, that's a sore subject. I don't know
2: how the hell you have money. I got money. more, I think, this morning, as a matter of fact. I don't even ask for this Venmo This morning? Money. I don't even ask for Venmo money. You know, people were sending me foreign money, which was useless for years, you know, worth pennies on the dollar. And now I'm getting actual uh, real money, real American U.S. dollars. I'm for that.
0: Yeah, you must be shouting it out on your nope. WKQQ no, I'm not. shifts. I, I, know, I know you have four more hours of radio to do after this, Shannon.
2: <laughs> I haven't even mentioned Can't be, it.
0: Keep, it out, keep giving out your Venmo. I
2: haven't even done it. I did not mention my Venmo. I mentioned it one time under my breath two days ago, and you're just mad because I got more Venmo money from fans than I am you. mad. I'm absolutely mad. <laughs> all, all right. right. If you're hot, we'll so take a you're break. break. Uh, well, you know, here we go.
0: All right. We'll take a break. <laughs> Shannon the dude, the genius, the Bellarmine grad, the Vandy
2: fan. Yes. Kentucky fan.
0: And Kentucky fan. And I'm Billy Rutledge. We'll take a break and we'll be back here on the KSR Pre-Show. Oh Lord, it's hard
3: hard to be humble, I'm doing the best that I can.
0: Welcome back. Louisville humbled a little bit yesterday. They lose their first game to Bellarmine. It's Billy Rutledge and Shannon the dude. Who sings this, Shannon? Uh
2: this is Willie Nelson. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, there's oh. a bunch of I don't know who did this originally. I don't think it may have been Willie. I don't know who wrote this song, but uh, this is his version of it. I'm just amazed he's still performing, Shannon. you Willie think he'll be performing at that is, age? Willie is the man. I think it's the wacky weed that's keeping him young. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has <laughs> to be. It has to be a,
0: a PED or a foreign substance that's helping him do all this. Yeah, it's good stuff. 502 uh, I do want to give a big shout out to the UK soccer team. As they won their game last night versus West Virginia, three to zero, to advance to the Sun Belt Championship game, they'll play James Madison University Sunday at one p.m. at the Bell Complex. So, Shannon, I heard you interview the coach on the Leach Report just yesterday. So, congratulations to them for making that championship game. I'd like to credit that interview as their
2: uh, reason for success. Is that why? No, I- I'll be—I got to be completely honest with you, Billy. I don't really follow. Uh, UK men's soccer. I don't only really follow soccer in general, to be honest with you, but okay. I was kind of, you know, uh, given the opportunity to, to host the Leach Report, and Johan Siedergren, who I found out is their their head coach, <laughs> came on with me for about five minutes, and i got to tell you, I learned more in about five minutes on UK soccer than I have known my entire life. Okay, so so was,
0: tell me something you learned then, Shannon.
2: What did you learn well, about Well, first this, of all, I learned that... Uh, did you learn how to say the coach's last name? Johar, Johan Siedergren, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I realized that they were one of only three NCAA teams that were still undefeated. That's right, yes. And a lot of that success goes back to last year when the team was 15-0 and at mm. one point. They won 15 in a row. I did not know that, Shane. Yeah. That's a good tidbit that you've given us here. Yeah. So he's been building this program up, and, you know, we were talking about Kentucky having success at all these secondary schools, you can just add UK men's soccer to the list. Boy, you're right about that. It's like everywhere you look, you're seeing
0: championships or deep runs in postseason tournaments. That's a credit to Mitch Barnhart as much as we've talked about NIL over the last couple days. That's a credit to him investing in other programs, building facilities for other programs,
2: and uh, the overall success of the athletic department. I also learned that uh, the team that they played last night, West Virginia, they they played to a tie earlier in the season. So that's you know you play to a tie and then you come back and you play that same team and you shut them out that's making a statement right there going on to the championship i'm a little surprised more teams in the sec
0: don't have men's soccer programs i mean kentucky's playing in this sunbelt tournament so i I learned that
2: too that's just strange (laughs) to me
0: let's get the boys soccer enrollment a little bit higher in the
2: sec don't really understand yeah i guess it's just because not yeah i don't think vandy i don't think has one not that i know of i think Uh, it's a title nine thing yeah Right. So you got to
0: have a, a, a female sport every time you bring in a male sport as well. And it just balances out incorrectly in a lot of, you know, we've places. got
2: uh, Louisville City FC. I've never been to a game there, but everybody's like, man, you got to go. You got to go check it out. And I, you know, I'm kind of like uh, that with hockey. Like, I'm not really a hockey fan. I don't really enjoy watching hockey. But everybody's like, you got to go to see it live. It's different when you're there live. Mm-hmm. So I've got, you know, eventually I'm going to uh, bite the bullet and go over there and check out a Louisville City FC game. Because people I can, are just raving about how cool the atmosphere is.
0: Yeah, I can testify to that, especially hockey. I've been to some Tampa Bay Lightning and Nashville Predators games, and very cool to be like close to the glass yeah. and in the environment. Soccer is the same way. It just seems like the fans are having more fun than at other sporting events. Yeah. So maybe we'll go do that after we play Nintendo sometime, Shannon.
2: Okay, sounds good to me. Let's take <laughs> okay. a break.
0: All right, we'll take a break. We'll answer some of your calls next here on the KSR you <laughs> It is the show before the show, the KSR pre-show. KSR is next, live from 10 to 12. They will be at Eastern Kentucky, as Eastern Kentucky and Western Kentucky get ready to tip off tonight. A little in-state rivalry, so KSR will be there to talk all about it. Shannon we will be at the Griffin Gate Marriott on Friday to do our remote. Yeah, and one of my favorite remotes in the first year of the KSR pre-show last year, just because of how hungover you were when we oh did it. Oh my
2: last gosh! Year. Look, I, <laughs> I enjoyed Griffin Gate. I think a little too much, and the next day I paid for it. But yeah, what a what a great hotel uh, complex that is, and they got a really cool setup out there as we broadcast it there uh, earlier this year. Now, if the rain ends up coming in, as it looks like it may we'll mm-hmm. be inside in the uh I think, was it the paddock or pavilion what are they it's called? like a
0: mansion yeah I mean looking thing yeah um so it'd probably be there but we did it at the pool last year it's almost like a Vegas style atmosphere it's uh it's very cool they've actually given me a tea time to play golf today Shannon yep oh, and also nice. a,
2: a hotel room I know you got the hotel room last year so I'll be staying there tonight well, just be careful with the little bourbon dispenser that's all I'm gonna tell you because last time they gave us like a a little card that was loaded with money and then you go up and you just put Your card right next to the bourbon that you want, kind of like you know you would if you're trying to get into your hotel room, and it dispenses bourbon. And I'm just telling you, you got to be careful with that because they have some really top-notch bourbon there. And uh, just just pace yourself. I'll just no, that's what
0: I'm going for, Shannon. Like I'm going to Wally World. I'm excited (laughs) to see this bourbon machine, and I'm gonna be bringing the girlfriend alongside, Uh so you know she can make sure that I. Then I wake up for the pre-show tomorrow morning. Shows. Well,
2: it, you may be in my situation this time like I was I last so. time. I think so, But yes. they said that they're supposed to have an outdoor tailgate with heaters and fire pits. Uh, so dress warm. It says if it rains, backup plan is to move indoor to their paddock area. So okay. none- nonetheless, come on out. Come out for the pre-show as well. We'll be there and should be a good time. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It'd be a busy week. We'll have the Kentucky versus Duquesne game Friday night. And then mm-hmm. it's Kentucky Vanderbilt a noon kickoff. So KSR pregame show will start at 8 a.m. Saturday morning the day after Drew's wedding.
2: Ah, yeah, Drew's wedding's Friday. That's tomorrow, <laughs> coming up quick.
0: Now, Shannon, I know you're not on those pre-shows uh-huh. or post-game shows, but that, that's going to be a, an early wake-up for our boys, Matt and Ryan. I, I imagine Drew's going to skip that one. I think we can give him the day off the oh, yeah. day after as well. Yeah, wedding.
2: Drew absolutely needs the day off. But for the rest of them, look, you and I do this all the time, right? Or at least I do. I'm in here at 7.30 every <laughs> single morning. So I don't have any sympathy for somebody who has to wake up one time... Throughout the entire season <laughs> at eight o'clock to do a show. I mean, this is this is what I do every day. Would
0: you say you get up at five forty-five to watch the Today Show every morning?
2: Well, it doesn't come on until seven o'clock, but I get up around six o'clock. Okay, go my morning routine. And, uh, yeah, that gets me ready for the day. So it
0: it sounds like you like to wake up and do stuff. Like you have enough time to be able to not relax, but, you know, kind of gradually wake up.
2: Oh yeah. I don't like just popping up out of bed, like a a gopher coming out of the ground. That's that's who I am.
0: No, I am hitting snooze until the last second. And then I'm running to get the clothes on to brush your teeth and then get out the door.
2: Yeah. That's not going to, that's not for me. I've got to, you know, wake up and, and make it a slow process. Wake up, get some coffee. Maybe, you know, get a shower. I don't like just rolling out of bed and just going straight to work. Mm. Well, but, uh, yeah. But uh, Drew's wedding, though, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be broadcasting out there on the post-game show along with you. So we'll Mm -hmm. be checking in, you know, keeping you updated on everything that's going on there. Uh, I think that has the potential to be one of the greatest post-game shows of all time. Well,
0: I mean, if well, Matt's in a giddy mo- mood, well, yeah. Yeah, not only that is <laughs> Billy's going to take over the reins for really the first time with Max Duffy, yeah. But if Matt's in a really giddy mood, or there is some you know funny stories from the wedding, and maybe Drew makes an appearance, a little inebriated, I think this has a
2: really it has a possibility of being a really good show. Yeah, I think it will be, and uh, you know, when, during the first date or the first date, first, first dance, date. first <laughs> dance. You know, you have the what is it, the mom and yeah the, the son it's, dance right the, yeah and the, the mother the mother son dance and then you have the father daughter father daughter dance right yes i think that's a thing i don't know I, i've never been married i've been to a few <laughs> um i think i think that maybe we'll interrupt that and maybe you know get some post-game comments during and the the daddy daughter dance And then Waka Flocka comes on, and then everybody goes out to the dance floor, Shannon. That's how it works. (laughs) Now, I'm hoping, i got to tell you, I'm hoping that this wedding isn't too long. Too long? Yeah, because, you know, some weddings just go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And and it's like two hours later, you're looking at your watch going, man, is this thing over with? Speed it up! Yeah, come on, man. So I'm going to have a time. Shoot the ball! I'm going (laughs) to let you know I will have an official timer on the wedding to let you know. I will report back on the post-game show and let you know how long the wedding was.
0: Well, it might be good if you had a scorecard, Shannon. Maybe if you could grade you know, the appetizers and the, the spread, maybe the open bar. We're just going to need a report from you
2: guys on okay. Friday night, so yeah. just be ready for that. Okay, I didn't think about doing a wedding scorecard, but if hey, if that's what the people demand, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> hey, well, it only happens once for some people,
0: and so we have to celebrate it uh, as much as we can. That's right. 502 571 Before we get to the phones, Shannon, I got a couple Kentucky football topics I want to run through with you. All right. Uh, Chris Rodriguez it has been one of the stories of the season as he missed the first couple games. And that has really hurt his chances of obtaining the all-time leading rusher mark here at Kentucky. Remember, Benny Snell holds that mark. Yeah, And now with only four games to go, Chris Rodriguez needs 563 yards to obtain the top spot from Benny Snell. You better get busy. So Chris Rodriguez will need to average 140 yards through the Wildcats' four (laughs) games to become the all-time leading rusher. So Vanderbilt, who allows 185 yards on the ground per game. Georgia, who only allows 28 yards Mm -hmm. per the ground on game. And Louisville, who averages 133 yards a game,
2: allowing rushing totals. Shannon, do you think that there's any chance that Chris Rodriguez could do this? I knew you were going to ask that, and the answer is no. Now, he may get his uh, number that he needs against Vanderbilt, but he's not getting it against Georgia. and So, I mean, we could just end the conversation right there. Unless he can somehow run for like 300 yards against Vanderbilt, which is entirely possible. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I don't think that he's going to get it. Well,
0: Uh, he's run for over 100 yards in three of the four games that he's played so far. Yeah. And rushed for 197 yards against Mississippi State. So... I think you're right, Shannon. I think he could do it versus Vanderbilt. I even think it's possible he could do it versus Louisville Man. and in the bowl game. But to do it versus Georgia, that's going to be the
2: uphill battle that I don't. I just don't know if I can see that happen. Nope, can't see it happening. So, unfortunately, you know, things that happened off the field are going to be the reason that he didn't get this record, ultimately. Isn't that a shame? It is. It is. And that's it life. Is.
0: Yeah, it, I guess so. But Benny Snell, the leader right now. Uh, as Chris Rodriguez looks for that spot. Let's take a call, and then I'll have another UK Sports topic for you. Who's next?
2: All right, let's go to Terry. Hey, Terry. Hey, Terry.
3: Hey, hey guys. Um, Shane, I just wanted to tell you, and this is obviously just my musical opinion. Yeah. The best version of It's Hard to be Humble is by far Mac Davis.
2: Okay. Uh, now, is that the original? If, if,
3: well, that's the one I know. I didn't even know Willie did, but Willie was around before Mac so I don't know if Willie just cut it afterwards. But the one that everybody knows is Mac Davis. Uh, as far as uh, the football game uh, Saturday, I know best laid plans never happen in these type of games. But wouldn't you like to see a 35 nothing at halftime and then everybody just sits out the second half? Would you not think that's the... Ideal scenario. And, uh, Billy or Shannon, do we have any update as far as tomorrow night? Do we still think Oscar is definitely out and Wheeler's game time or both out or both in? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks,
2: Thanks for the call, Terry. Thanks, Appreciate. Terry. Uh, Billy, I don't know if you've heard anything from what I know and take it for what it's worth. I think that uh, Oscar will be out tomorrow, and I think that Wheeler will be a game time decision just like he was in their first game against Howard. So I think it's going to be game time for Wheeler, Oscar out. Not sure about Damien. I know that, look, people grieve different ways, so maybe for Damien it would be better for him to get back out there, but I don't really know anything about Damien either. So there's a good chance you could be without all three of them again as they were in their season opener. I think it's a good rule of
0: thumb to listen to a genius like yourself, Shannon, when you talk about (laughs) things like that. So I'm going to take your word for it. Also, I don't know if you need any of those players to play Duquesne. I know Duquesne had a big win recently, but couple of nights ago. Let's be honest, this is Duquesne. And Case and Wallace looked pretty damn good at the point guard spot. He did. Onyenso looks like to be a guy that would play significant minutes if you didn't have the National Player of the Year waiting on the bench. So I think Kentucky is is running right now. And I think they may wait to play those players against Michigan State in their third game.
2: Yeah, that's coming up on Tuesday. You realize that? That is coming up very wow, well soon. Wow, that's
0: quick too. Yep. Uh, we had the Mark Stoop show last night and we'll have it again on Monday, the day before the Michigan State game.
2: Did Stoop say anything about NIL on the show? Was he, uh,
0: uh, it was, he had a comment on the teleconference okay. that was more on name, image, and likeness. When he was asked about name, image, and likeness on the Stoop show last night, he went into more of, you know, people take a sound bite and then they try to make a whole other point on top of that. I'm not sure if he was talking about the quotes that Tyler Thompson was tweeting out yesterday. But at the same time, this is a subject, a sore subject for Mark Stoops, as, as I believe some, is he's somebody that is trying to rally up support for name, image, and likeness. He also got pretty testy when somebody asked him about a special teams coach last night. Mm. He said, yes, we will address that. And, and that was really it. <laughs> Those short answers are, are, are more yeah. telling than the long answers yeah. a lot of times. Is yeah. it not, Shannon?
2: And it's probably better that he just keeps it at that. It's obviously something that he doesn't want to talk about, and... Yeah, you know, these coaches shows always fascinate me because it's really the only time that your common fan has a direct line of communication with the head coach. Mm-hmm. And sometimes these questions are uh, very bold. I guess is one way you could put it. Some of the questions that that uh, these callers want to ask the the coach, and it's a lot of times you won't see a coach ask the question because the media is not going to ask it. So who else is going to ask it? The listeners.
0: And, you know, I'm sure coaches get this a lot, but they get the same question a lot, too, right? And whether it be the third, fourth, or fifth time that you've answered it that day, whether it be to reporters or fans on the phone or the commentators that are doing your next game, sometimes if it's a sore subject and it's something that's really impacting your success, it can be something you really don't want to talk about. But look, that's what you get paid the big bucks for. That's right. How hard to have sympathy for people that are making millions of dollars to be coaches of a, of a sport like that? Well, Shan, listen, the I,
2: I was interviewing at Louder Than Life one year. I was backstage interviewing Sully from Godsmack. You know who Godsmack is? <laughs> I think I've heard of it. And yes. the way that they had it set up was he was going around and doing individual interviews with a group of like seven or eight people in his little trailer backstage. And by the time he got, I was the last one. By the time he got to me, I was like, look, man. You're just going to be, I'm just going to ask you all the same questions that everybody else asked because they were asking the same stuff that I wanted. So <laughs> right. you're going to be answering the same questions. It's like, Hey, don't worry about it. This is, this is your interview with me. Don't worry about their interview. It's all good. So if Sully from Godsmack wow. can, can be nice about it. And he's not making nearly as much as, uh, I would think that Mark Stoops is. I think that it's t- totally fine to answer the same questions. If you're a football or a basketball coach, what a nice guy. Yeah.
0: Probably refreshing
2: yeah. uh, as a rock star to have that kind of perspective. Yeah. He said, don't worry about it, man. You know, no one else heard their interview. Hmm. I'm going to have to listen to a little Godsmack after we get off the show. Shayna. I'll play so for you support. coming up next year. Okay. I'd love to see that. Before I do that, though, let me tell you about joint pain. <laughs> Please do. Yes. <laughs> what a transition, huh? Yeah. You know, joint pain, it doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It also affects your job, your relationships. Simple things like getting dressed can be troublesome if you have... Joint pain issue, well, QC Kinetics can help you out with that because they use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back, whether it be your hips, your shoulders, uh, your elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. And if you're tired of steroid shots that don't work and avoiding surgery, QC Kinetics can schedule you a free consultation. You can learn all about these exciting new cutting edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury with no drugs, no pain meds, and no downtime. Call now. Appointments are available for this week right now. 859-534-8600. That's 859-534-8600. It's QC Kinetics, an alternative way to deal with joint pain. 859-534-8600. We're going to have plenty of joint pain
0: tomorrow at the Griffin Gate remote. Hopefully you'll join us there uh, Friday morning. (laughs) Why is that? Why are we going to have joint pain? (laughs) Well, you know, it's going to be early. I'm going to have that bourbon machine to take care of tomorrow night. You might have liver pain. Well, I'm going to be playing golf, too. so <laughs> Okay. You know we're going to have joint pain, so contact QC Kinetics if you have any as well. We're going to take a break. One segment to go on the show before the show. It's the case. So I appreciate it. Welcome back. I playing a little Godsmack because they were nice to Shannon the Dude backstage. You right. love to see it. Yeah.
2: 502, don't worry, five, don't worry so about all those other questions. This is our interview. I think that's what Stoops should say when he's doing his interviews. Oh, you think so? Yeah. That would be nice. No, I will say Stoops is, I think, actually really nice off the field. I don't know how it would be to play for him, but I think that he handles the media really, really well. I did like hearing uh, on KSR the other
0: day that there's – Those headphones that the coaches speak on during the game, (laughs) they're just cussing the entire time. Wouldn't you love to
2: have a uh, recording of all those conversations?
0: I would. Just to be a fly on the wall. To be able to hear something like that. I'm sure sure it gets a little testy after a, a bad special teams play. Or maybe there's 12 men on the field. I can't imagine Mark Stoops screaming at me about that.
2: If you were an offensive coordinator, would you want to be in the booth or would you want to be down on the field?
0: You know, I asked Jeff Picoro this yesterday on the Big Blue Insider statewide show, and I think I would rather be up in the booth because offensive coordinator, it's much more so you want to see what's happening on the field, right? Yeah, like yeah. the how the defense reacts or maybe some things a different perspective up there. A defensive coach, I can see why you want to be there to hype up your guys and hit the shoulder pads of somebody. I think that's much more I don't I don't leadership isn't the role, but mm-hmm. maybe I don't know, influential when it comes to the emotions of the game. Offensively, I want a a clear mind. I want X's and O's. I think I'd rather be in the booth. What about you? Uh,
2: I don't know, man. I think I'd probably want to be down on the field. Just be able to go up and talk to somebody and not have to worry about doing it over a a headset. And as I was saying yesterday on the show, if I were the head coach, I would want my offensive coordinator down on the field next to me so that I could you know, talk face-to-face with them. I mean, I don't know if my offensive coordinator... As I said yesterday, I don't know if he's up there focused. Is he up there eating popcorn, a hot dog? Is he playing Candy Crush on his phone? I mean, I don't know what the guy's doing. I can't see him. But I want if I'm the head coach, I want my offensive coordinator right there next to me so that I know what's going on. I hope my offensive coordinator during a game is not playing Candy well, Crush, Shannon. Know, that is a big hey, concern. He could be scrolling through on Twitter. You, know, you never know what he's doing up there if you can't see him. These damn TikTok generation can't get hey. off their phones even for a game. Well, uh, what do you think is going to happen when that generation becomes head coaches and Offensive coordinators. I don't know. Maybe we'll have Vine videos to call in plays instead of the (laughs) verbiage that they give nowadays.
0: I also loved Ryan's guess when it came to the amount of UK fans that would donate money if there was a name, image, and likeness collective for the common fan. I think he said something around the 500,000 fans would sign up to do $25 a month. Kentucky's athletic budget would be fine if that was the case.
2: Yeah, what would that be, like $12.5 or something like don't that? Don't ask me to do math, please. I don't <laughs> I mean, want to embarrass myself anymore on this show. I mean, I said 40000 That may even be high. You know, because there's a lot of fans out there, but how many people actually are a big enough fan that they are going to start digging into their own pockets? A lot of people think, okay, I'm going to the game. That's enough. I'm not going to hand more money over to players. So... And and let's be honest. I mean, would you give money to players? (sighs) I would not. I probably wouldn't either. (laughs) You know? (laughs)
0: Like, but also, I'm not in the position to give very much, Shannon, as we've learned about my paychecks over the last couple months or so. But you know, maybe if I'm a booster, if I'm already a season ticket holder, what's an extra $25? That's just two beers sure. it, it, at yes. the game if they sold beer.
2: Yeah, now if that gives you something like we talked about where you get to meet the players or something like that, there's some sort of perk that comes along with it, I think that, that uh, fans would be more likely to donate. But if you don't get anything for it, you just get the pleasure of watching the game that you already get to watch, whether or not you donate then i don't think people are going to donate you know what i mean there's no motivation there there's no incentive
0: yeah no i completely understand shannon before we before we get back to the phones i want to tell you a little bit about country boy because i went over to their lexington tap room the other day shannon yeah and had something that i thought that i was going to hate but i actually loved it was the jalapeno smoked smoked porter Mm. and i don't know if jalapeno and beer would be my first I mean idea when combining beers and trying to find new combinations. But it was actually pretty good. It had a little bit of spice. I wasn't the biggest fan of the Mountain Dew spice that we had, the flaming hot Cheeto. But I actually liked a little jalapeno in my beer. I implore you to try that next time you go to the Lexington or Georgetown taproom locations. Try the jalapeno smoked porter. Try the Witness the Citrus New England IPA or many of the other favorites that we've talked about here on the KSR pre-show over the last couple months. The cougar bait, the cougar bait lime that has taken over the summer. As we shift to the fall, Shannon, I know some people like those darker beers or stouts, Uh Country Boy has an Oktoberfest lager, if that's kind of your thing. Or you can try some of the favorites, whether it be the Halfway Home American Pale Ale, the the Cliff Jumper India Pale Ale, or even the Shotgun Wedding that's that the is one I took. I took at that, so
2: many places. I took that one down to the beach with me. Shotgun Wedding, that's a good beer. That's the perfect thing to do. That's the yeah. perfect place to taste a Shotgun Wedding.
0: Maybe a couple Shotgun Weddings at Drew's Wedding on Friday. I think it'd be the perfect place to do it. Country Boy Brewing, get a sixth pack today at your favorite local retailer or, like I said, visit the Lexington or Georgetown tap rooms. Shannon, not only have we had OVW events at Georgetown, but we've had many of remotes, some of our biggest remotes of the year there.
2: Yeah, some of the biggest rem- And then some of our best OVW shows have been there because fans always come out and it's always a good atmosphere. And, you know, a lot of them look like they haven't brushed their teeth since the uh, Reagan administration. Wow. So it's, like, <laughs> it's all good.
0: Wow, <laughs> the genius, Shannon, the dude taking shots. Here's your toothbrush for your one tooth.
2: Yeah, but we always uh, appreciate going out there with Country Boy. Always a good
0: time. Yes, thank you, Country Boy, for everything that you do for the KSR pre-show. Shannon, let's take a call. We're near the end of the show. Who's let's next? Let's go to Casey. Hey, Casey, how are you?
1: Hey, fellas, hey, good morning. I'm pretty good. Um, between you and Ryan, they're never going to let y'all in Scott County ever again,
0: <laughs> <laughs> think you're <laughs> right you about KFR? that.
1: There's going to be signs all over the county wanted like not welcome here. Um, no, but, um, so I had a call real quick. Um, I, as a single disabled mother would give like 10 bucks a month for, if it keeps dainty out of wearing that nasty freaking orange, I would get, you know, like they've got, Mitch has got to make the NL, NIL, right. And then Mac Davis is who originally wrote that song, Shannon. And, um. Let's see, last thing, Patty Loveless last night showed up at that um, CMA Awards and did You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive with Chris Stapleton, and it was absolutely amazing. They just stole the show. It was so good. Y'all know how much I love her, and it was super cool. Last question, nicest celebrity you've ever met. Go.
2: Mm, Nicest celebrity. Besides yeah, Shannon, the dude. It. yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you, Casey. Of Appreciate course. it.
1: Thank you.
2: Appreciate it. i, I, I got to say, I've talked a lot about this guy. He was my hero growing up watching wrestling. But Jerry Lawler was could not have been nicer when I met him. I mean, we uh. went to Memphis. We went to his little bar on Beale Street. He not only hung out, took pictures with us, but he also had Matt and I come check out his VIP area. And he probably sit down there and talked to us for 25, 30 minutes. Probably would have talked longer if his girlfriend wasn't like, come on, let's go get dinner. Like she was tearing him away from us. But he was as nice as he could be.
0: Oh, that's very cool. Yep. Um, I don't have an answer for nicest. I do have one for meanest, and that was Jay Farrow, the former SNL impressionist. Yeah. uh, Asked me if I was a female after uh, (laughs) a little back and forth. Oh, well, you know. All right, that's going to do it for us. Shannon the Dude, I'm Billy Rutledge. KSR is next from EKU. We will talk to you tomorrow at the Griffin Gate.
3: Step into the world of power, loyalty.